This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I believe that law enforcement officer violates his or her constitutional duty. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer. Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, that was ugly. Tom Brady in in prime time. This is awful. And what we saw... I don't, I don't want to brag, but I'm going to brag because I told you what's going to happen with Tom Brady. I told you he was going to go to Tampa Bay, and then I told you how the season was going to go. We will recap his latest loss last night in prime time. Also, Andrew Cuomo, he wins an Emmy, but he's losing friends, man. He's losing fans. Uh, I mean, st- the beautiful people still love him. Bill, Billy Joel and, and uh, you know, Robert De Niro still love him, but I think people are catching up, catching on with what a sleazebag Andrew Cuomo is. There's a new show on HBO about uh, kids, four-year-olds, five-year-olds transitioning. And I think it's, I think it's lovely. I think it's wonderful. That's my take. We'll find out what, uh, what turtle boy thinks. John Kerry's got another job, which is great because, you know, he's 77 years old. He's got a billion dollars from his, his wife's ex-husband. Um, but Hey, he needs the work and he's going to save the climate and, uh, the Pope, the Pope met with some NBA players and they, they have a lot in common. They're both, they're all so woke. Isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? Uh, we'll get to all that today on the Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Uh, why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. And what's better is it would direct deposit to their free checking accounts. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees and zero monthly balance. Zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Gullinate's here. Turtle Boy is here. And we'll get to Turtle Boy. Turtle Boy's got a, uh, a cause, a crusade that he's on. He's got to find out, he's got to, and usually you're really good at this, finding out who people are, identifying people who um, embarrass themselves uh, on video, usually. And this one, I'm surprised it's taking so long, but I, we'll get to that. We got to get to Tom Brady first because he just, I mean, we're the post-game show. We're like the real post-game show. He just played. He just sucked on Monday night. And here's what I told you, uh, aside the fact that I told you in January that he was going to Tampa Bay. Cullen Inc. can vouch for me because I made him find the find the audio, and he did. Uh, we were sitting in the Legacy Club. Mute said he was going to Dallas. Callahan said he was going to Tampa Bay because of somebody who knew him, who was knew somebody close to him who hangs out at the Legacy Club, told me that. He ended up going to Tampa Bay. But here's how I told you the season would go, and it, I could be wrong still, but I said he's going to be good. He's going to start off good. He's going to have a nice September, a nice October He's going to put up some good games. He's going to look like the old Tom Brady. He's got much, much better weapons than he had here in New England. He's got much better weapons than Cam Newton has in New England. He adds Antonio Brown, and he's going to do He's going to do well. But then, you know what's going to happen? He's going to do what 43-year-olds do. He's going to get hit. He's going to get hurt a little bit. He's going to get sore. He's going to get old. He's going to get creaky. He's going to look his age. He might be, you know, the healthiest he might be a freak for his age. He's 43. But let's be honest. You get hit like like he did last night a few times, banged around. You don't heal like you used to. And next week, he's got the Chiefs. 
Are we expecting him to come out and 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 throw it all over the place and throw for you know 380 yards and and beat the Chiefs, or do you think he might be a little? Think he might look like he's 43 again next week. They're gonna win that game next week. Yeah, but are you saying he'd be a 40? Well, he'd look like a 43-year-old quarterback the same with the Patriots. Would he have nine interceptions through 11 yes. games? Yes. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. He's great. Do you think that's a, is that a high number for you, Dave? Nine. Yeah, he has nine. Nine picks. Yeah. He's, uh, We're over halfway through to see. I mean, they've played what eleven games in Tampa. Yeah. Yes, yep. he's, he's fifth in the NFL in, in interceptions, but it's not necessarily the number of picks. Last night, those were two unbelievably ugly picks. These were these picks were were uglier than you know Joy Behar in his in her underwear. This these picks were hideous, both to the same guy. Uh, the first one, uh, you know, he was—I don't know what he was doing. He just didn't see him. Justin Fuller, wide open, middle, you know, no one near him. Makes the pick. It was a tie game. It was seventeen all at that point. Big moment. He throws the pick. The second pick shocked me. And here's, I think, what what everyone was thinking. I know I was thinking. There was two and a half minutes left. He took over, trailing by three. Are you not thinking Brady wins this game? At least gets it to overtime when no. when. I was not thinking that at all. Trailing by three, you don't think – I thought uh, uh, L.A., I think the Rams, McVay screwed up. They you know, they had like a third and whatever it was, third and eight, and they ran the ball and settled for the field goal, and there's two and a half minutes left on the clock, and the announcers are saying it. I'm thinking it. It's all over Twitter. Here comes Tom Brady. Bang, bang, couple of passes up the middle, hits Gronk for like 10 yards. I said, he's going he's gonna to win this game. They left too much time on the clock. And then he throws one of the worst picks he's ever thrown. He throws deep to, to Cameron Bray, overthrows him by five, seven yards. Another pick for Justin Fuller. Game over. You weren't shocked to see that? Did you forget Tom Brady's last p- pass in New England, Jerry? Do you forget what that looked like? I'll never forget that. That you know, Logan Ryan, pick six. That's Tom Brady now. I mean, it's it's better than Cam Newton, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know why anybody would think that he would – lead them down the field. I mean, it's just 2020, not 2010. He's That's not what Tom Brady does anymore. He could do that. He's definitely capable of that. He's still Tom Brady at the end of the day, but it's certainly not like the guarantee or the likelihood that it would back in the day. With, with, harder. with the weapons the Bucks have, the reason they brought him in was to win that game last night, the end right. of the game, the final drive. That's the only reason they brought him in. No, they brought him in because Jameis Winston threw 48 interceptions last year. That's why they brought in Tom Brady. They brought him in for one reason. He wanted to go there. He picked the team. He said, you know, I like that coach. I like those weapons. You know, maybe he was thinking Antonio Brown would come along. I like those running backs. That line could protect me. I can win in Tampa Bay. I mean, he didn't go there because, you know, he likes uh, Mons Venus. Or, uh, you know, he likes the, the, the bone fishing. He went there because he thought he could win, get to one last Super Bowl. But And he is remarkable. He is defying age and all that. He is healthy, doesn't, you know, drinks, doesn't drink, eats right, takes all his amino acids and all his uh, electrolytes. He has the best electrolytes, by the way. TB12, best. No, the, the protein yeah. powder, the best. And the rollers, you, you know, the $180 uh, foam rollers, his are the best. Anyway, it's still he's still forty three, and what you know what I was thinking when when uh, Breeze got hit last week and got crushed, broken ribs, punctured lung. How many ribs does Drew Breeze have? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> How many does he got left? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, two things. One, he broke five ribs. Two of them were the week before. Yeah, <laughs> he for the week practicing. Question: How many ribs do does a human being have? 
I don't know. We had more until Adam gave one to Eve or something, right? No, uh, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I'm a bit be running low. I mean, he's broken a lot of ribs, a lot of ribs, Jerry. But but would you agree with me? He turns 42 in January. He's never coming back. I mean, he's going to try, but he's never going to look the same. That's how it ends for 42 year olds. They get hit, they get hurt, they don't heal up. Didn't Brady look a little gun shy in the pocket? That happens too when you're 43. And I understand when Aaron Donald is on the other side and they're under pressure, but he got banked around a little bit. I just looked it up. He only took five hits, which is not, I mean, five hits is, is not nothing in the NFL, but he took that hit in the, in the end zone where he fumbled and he got the typical Tom Brady break where they called it a forward pass. But that was, you guys agree? That was a, that was a fumble. I'm watching the replay. I'm going, he's not throwing that ball. His arm's not really going forward. He's getting whacked and he, Gave up the ball and they again called it. Uh, what do they call it? Tuck rule, not the tuck rule anymore. But it seemed like the tuck rule. How about, a, when, how about when he? Uh, how about when he threw it and then caught it and then threw it to Mike Evans? That, I was going to get to that. That was wild. I was going to get to that because I tweeted the last pick of the game was the dumbest thing I've ever seen him do. That's hyperbole. And someone immediately said, "What about the double pass? Yeah, what What about that pass to? Have you that pass to Antonio Brown? Nobody can do that but Tom Brady." That tight little—I mean, I don't know how he didn't get picked. Remember, you know, the, I think it was the first or second catch that Antonio Brown had. There isn't Patrick Mahomes doesn't make that pass. Nobody makes that pass but Tom Brady. Well, I don't know. I think Patrick Mahomes could make it. I think you know, uh, um, Deshaun Watson could make it. I mean, if he has, he throws it as hard as anybody. Deshaun Watson has unbelievable talent, and maybe he'll finally get good coaching, and you'll see him become a star. But what uh, the double pass thing? which was so bizarre. The network, the cameras didn't catch it at first. It's knocked down. They show you the replay. It's such a terrible play for Tom Brady that it, that made me wonder, you know, what, what he was thinking. He knows you can't throw it again. He knows the rule. I mean, he's, he knows all the rules. First of all, the guy who blocked it, blocked it with his armpit. It wasn't like the guy just caught a finger on it. Like J.J. Watt got up high and knocked it down. Brady threw it into the guy's armpit. It came back. He catches it. He throws it again, knowing it's a penalty. It happens so quickly that no one's going to notice. Don't lie, Levy. He might have got you. <laughs> I think when they get the ball back. See, that's funny. And everyone laughed and everyone said it's like, you know, everyone joked that Giselle, his, his wife, once complained after a Super Bowl when they lost that my husband can't throw it and catch it, too. Apparently, yeah. Apparently he can. But. But he knows the rule, Turtle Boy, and he did it anyway. Wouldn't that – If it, let me ask you this. If that's Jameis Winston or if that's – you name any quarterback, if that's a uh, – Andy, Andy, Andy Dalton did that the other day. He caught Andy, it in the pass. But if, he, that's Dalton, if that's Cam Newton, don't we say, what an idiot, what a dope, what a moron, right? Yeah, but he figures – I mean, that's what Tom Brady does. He's just – maybe they, they'll forget the rule. Maybe they'll just be confused. Maybe I'll just throw it and they'll be like – Oh, like they just it brain fire. Like that's what Tom Brady does. That's what you do in New England. You learn how to just not cheat, but manipulate the rules and just see what you can get away with. You don't get away with that. It's on cam. The whole, every, every rep. Yeah, maybe they forget, you know, maybe something happens. Maybe they, rule. they should let them do it. Cause it's a fun play and they should let them, you know, let, let them play on. But I, I can't believe you thought when he took over with two and a half minutes left, to took the kickoff and two and a half minutes left down oh. three. You thought he was going to lose. I, I just 
50-50. Like maybe 50-50, get, there would be no chance he get a touchdown. Right. 50-50, he get a field goal. I'm telling you, I what would you give or what would an auction get if they auctioned off a chance to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play on Monday Night Football with Bill Belichick? What would someone pay to do that? Just sit down with Belichick, have some, you know, some couple of cream sodas and uh, with that with that dog, that, that little husky, that uh, dog Nike, his dog, and watch them and, and talk and, and let, you know, Belichick would have to obviously socialize and give you some insight. But what would that be worth to some wealthy Patriot fan? I mean, they, someone should hit Brett Belichick up for that because he would bring in some real money for uh, for whatever charity, his own charity, the Bill Belichick charity. Because wouldn't you love to hear his thoughts in that last series? He, he must have thought, like everyone else, Brady's going to bring him back. But this is the guy he let walk. I'm, and I'm telling you, he you know, obviously he appreciated what he did. We all did. He's the greatest ever. Not even close. Nobody's even close. But how long do people think he could keep it up till he's 44, 45? 45. I mean, he's got. I think, I think he's got two more years left. Yeah. No. I mean, age is 45. He's good enough. 45. No one does that. No one. It's never been done. You know. Yeah. Well, nobody does forty-three either, Jerry. Nobody does forty-one. This is a new. This is a new era. Welcome to the like. This is the I'm, era of quarterbacks not getting hit. They can play forever now. It's a good point by you, but he did get hit. I mean, not like they did in the old days, but they did get hit. Drew Brees got hit, right? They, yeah, but Tom Brady. They, they called it a penalty, but it was a it was a clean hit. The beauty of Tom Brady, Jerry, and what made him such a great quarterback here is that he understood how to not get hit. He wasn't afraid to like look ridiculous throwing balls away. Kind of looked like a pussy a little bit. Like not afraid to be that guy. Like the Matt Matt Ryan's of the world are out there for one reason to get sacked. They are there to like they don't know how to move. They don't know when it's coming. They don't know when to get rid of the ball. They make stupid mistakes. Brady has made a career out of not getting hurt. That's why he has longevity. Do you do you ever remember another quarterback throwing the ball into the ground when the uh when the draw play, I mean, when the screen doesn't oh, set up right. That's a Brady. That's a Brady. He's the he, only invented, one that. he invented that, right? Yeah. He's the first guy because other quarterbacks think uh, that will, that they'll look bad. And you do. You look stupid when you do that. But Brady thought it at first. Like, if I throw the screen, if he catches it, we lose like eight yards. You know, if he doesn't catch it. So, so he just, let's just play another down. Let's just move on. And he does that. But there were some throws, and again, there were some great throws, too. He mixes those in that were bizarre. They were so bad. He couldn't complete a pass to a running back. You know, there was one where Leonard Fournette kind of half-assed it, but that was Brady's fault. It was a little uh, swing pass out of the backfield, and he couldn't hit him on the hands or on the numbers. That's, you know, that's a product of a 43-year-old getting knocked around. He's going to get sore. He's going to get – he's going to have some pain, and it's going to – you don't think he can play two more years, Jerry? Not affect. I mean, he's middle of the pack now. He's seventeenth in QB rating right <clears throat> right now. Twenty something TDs and nine picks. Okay, seven and four they are. I believe they're the uh, Jerry. He already has more touchdowns this year than he had last year, and he's played five less games. But I think you're right. At the beginning, at the end of last year, the end of the season is when it's hard to play when you're that age. The end of the season, the last few games, the. Uh, the playoffs. What do you think he's going to go to a Super Bowl? Um, I think the NFC is wide open. I think there's about five or six teams in the NFC that can make the Super Bowl. Don't you? 
Um, five or six. Yes, I, I would say that's about right. I mean, Seattle could make it. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Rams, the, the Cardinals could make it. I mean, pretty much anybody but the NFC East winner can make the Super Bowl. And the, and the NFC winner, NFC East winner gets a home playoff game, correct? <laughs> I'm all for that. I know, like, the Clay Travis of the world are like, that's, you know, that's stupid. It's like, no, that's what makes it fun. I, and, well, I don't care either, especially this year. Who cares yeah. who's home and or which, the home game worth this year? Uh, it's, it is, it is funny. The, the Patriots won four games. It seems like they're, you know, middle of the pack. The worst team in the NFC has won three. <laughs> the worst team in the whole conference has three wins. So they don't have any, you know, that, that is an exciting conference, Jerry, three, three, three and seven teams and a three, six and one team. That is wild. And that conference, they have to play the NFC West this year and they have a lot of conference games against them. There is no way a team will, the winner is going to finish with a better than a six and 10 record. No way. I was just going to ask you, cause you were just alluding to it. What do you think the Patriots record is this year with Brady, you know, based on what you've seen so far? I mean, oh, what a, maybe, maybe, maybe the game. game. I mean, uh, Newton, Newton's been so up and down. Um, uh, I would say maybe an extra game, but the bottom line is oh, his, no, 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 no. His, his, his weapons stink too. His weapon. I mean, if he were here with no weapons, I mean, he'd be, he'd be struggling. Yeah, I don't know what the Patriots have done at tight end. Uh, like, this Izzo sucks. I mean, they've drafted two tight ends. Where are they this year? Are they playing at all? I haven't seen them once. One of them's played, and the other one hasn't. I don't know. But you're right. Rizzo, Izzo. Izzo, it's one thing when you don't make any catches or score any, you know, touch. But but you see him block, and he just gets beat. It's amazing he's still in there. They did not address that position. and uh, But there's also, I mean, Edelman's hurt, obviously. But there's nobody who gets a lot of separation Cam Newton, you know, has to be exceptional to, you know, to to win games or throw for, you know, 350 yards. Uh, yeah. Did you see that uh, A.J. Brown touchdown? Uh, yes, I did. We drafted Nikhil Harry over him, just a reminder of that. Right, right. And okay. his uh, his buddy uh, Metcalf, too, correct? Metcalf, yeah. Who needs those guys? Just big six-foot-five freaks of nature. That. We got Nikhil Harry. We're good. We're good. The problem, the problem is – with Cam Newton is he's not going to be here next year. So you're basically just playing out the string. He's not going to be here next year. He's not going to be here next year. I mean, you have to sign him again. Who's um, going to be here? Who's going to someone else? It's going to be someone Stafford. like Matthew Stafford, someone like that. Or, and I don't know how you could make a deal with the jets, but someone's going to make a deal for Sam Darnold when they draft Trevor Lawrence, not us, uh, Mitch Trubisky. One of these guys, another team gives up on, is going to be the Patriots quarterback. Another guy who used to be pretty uh, uh, well-regarded and has fallen off the, you know, fallen off the map and is getting replaced by somebody. So it'll be somebody else. Why you think they're going to sign Cam Newton to like a long-term deal? We'll see what he does the last six games, Jerry. It's, I gotta be honest. Like, even though they suck this year, like for the, I look forward to regular season games now more than I did in the past. Regular season games for me used to be just, the Patriots are on. We're going to win by 30 this week. I'll put in the red zone. If the Patriots game gets close, I'll put that on. Now it's like Patriots games. You have to watch the whole thing, and it's kind of fun. You never know what's going to happen. I, I'm with you. I said for years I wanted someone else in the division to get good. Uh, I wanted Buffalo or Miami to get good. So they, you know, or the Jets, because the, the regular season when those three teams are down, sucked. You know, it, it was amazing what they did in the regular season, whatever it was, 11 straight or 17. I don't know how many division titles Brady and Belichick won. But let's be honest, it was easy most years. They stink. They 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 just let the rest of the division self-destruct. When Buffalo got good and Miami got 
good like this year, like now, it's much more interesting. I'm with you, especially when they, you know, they're not good enough to win a uh, Super Bowl. You say, good, let's. And I'd like to remind people that like the Patriots as of right now, right, are two games behind the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Dolphins, all of whom we have uh, head-to-head wins against. I'd just like to throw that out there. Oh, so you think there's a chance. Uh, and the Ravens still have to play the Browns again. They still have to play the Steelers again. We'll see what happens, Jerry. And they, even even with, you know, this devastating uh, uh, coronavirus just decimating the league, it is still, you know, the best we got for sports. Because I love they, it. I can't, I can't get enough. Even though no people in this, I can't get enough NFL. No, just think of what you did. Think of what you did last night. You sat and watched Tampa yeah. Bay against the Rams. Uh, in the are, middle of November. Are the MAGA diehards still pretending to boycott? Is that still a thing? Boycott football? No. Yeah, I, remember, remember the boycott? Yeah, no one really. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Liars. I don't think it is. Bunch of liars. Bunch I of- said all along, I have no problem boycotting the you know, Red Sox. God knows I did that successfully. Or the NBA. Okay. Yeah. But I was never boycotting the NFL. I'm with you. It's the best TV show going. Last night, was riveting a game between Tampa Bay. Can you imagine this? If, say this was uh, whatever hockey, it'd be the Tampa Bay Lightning against the LA Kings in in the middle of the season. You'd you know be like, who cares? It's football, and you just find reasons to care and guys to to watch and guys. It was such to- a great matchup last night too. I mean, it was a Super Bowl matchup basically again from two years ago. Golf versus Brady. Same, you know, except a more exciting set of receivers for Brady this time, and he's a couple of years older. It was a great matchup. It's awesome. And Goff, a gracious yeah. Super Bowl loser, whereas Brady can't even shake his hand. At Couldn't the end shake of his hand. And and I just, well, you know yeah. what it is, Dave. It's it's coronavirus. It's COVID. You can't, yeah, you can't do the it. elbow thing, Tom. Did you you see that? what they're going to do. Uh, uh, you know, eventually we we all, everything goes back to COVID, but the NFL is now issuing a new, does it, is it I'll get the details, but. They're going to require players to wear masks on the sideline. They're going to require the coaches to wear masks, even if they have that stupid plastic shield that uh, Andy Reid and, and Bruce Arians wear. So if you wear that because you're uncomfortable with a mask, you still have to wear a mask. <laughs> and so players, when they're on the sideline, between you know, like uh, you know, sitting there on the bench with quarterback with the offensive coordinator, are going to have to wear masks. Which, by the way, Cam Newton does. He doesn't wear it properly, but he he puts his on when he's on the bench. But there, it's another example, and I've said this a, a thousand times, and it's just every day they prove me right. The people in control right now, these these petty tyrants, these governors, these mayors, wake up in the morning, and their first question, you know, as they're having someone uh, f- fix them their eggs Benedict, one of these one of their servants at at uh, you know the governor's governor's mansion in New York, the first thing Cuomo does is say, "What new rule can I impose today?" That's what Charlie Baker does in Massachusetts. God knows that's what Governor Newsom does in California, and it's the same way with like uh, you know like like Goodell in, in the NFL. What new rules can we impose today? Because you know somebody on some team, Adam Thielen, got COVID. Oh, you know what that means? We need some new rules. And no one ever answers the question, and you and I have talked about this a hundred times, Turtle Boy, is everyone's already done everything. <laughs> you know, I was just watching Jerome Stanley that, uh, I mean, Jerome, uh, what's the Surgeon General's last name? Uh, no, that's a ref. Jerome, you know, the guy who told Jerome, him. Yeah, the guy, the guy from the thing. 
the, Adams, the guy from the Adams. Yeah. Jerome Adams. Jerome oh, yeah. family. That was the uh, agent for uh, Reggie Lewis. <laughs> anyway, Jerome Adams. And he's saying the same freaking thing. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Why are you telling people in November to wash your hands and keep your distance? Why? They've already done it. They've already, if, if they hadn't, you're not going to talk them into it now. It's it's like enough. Shut up. Move on. Come up. With I think yes. I think yesterday was the first time I I heard Baker say to open the window in your home if you're having uh, Thanksgiving indoors. Though I think that was the first time I heard. Yeah. There, there's a hilarious uh, compilation from uh, Tom Elliott, the Gra- Gravian guy. I just retweeted it. Of all the media, dire warnings about this Thanksgiving. Stay home. Don't go out. Open your windows. Don't talk to anybody. That's, you know, obviously the, the Democrats and the If media. you want a real trip, Jerry, I did this yesterday. Go to NBC News Facebook page, NBC News, and just see the stories that they put out. It is 99% coronavirus all the time. Like, you would think the sky is falling, that a nuclear bomb has fallen on this country, and that we are all just waiting to just, you know, completely implode as a society. They use the same stock photo and every single freaking story they write. And it's just, they are doing a mass, like all, this whole hysteria is media driven without the media, without CNN, without NBC, that there aren't these crazy people out there. They've done this to the people. Uh, this Thanksgiving is going to suck a bit. This is not some existential reality. Cancel your plans. If you absolutely do not need to travel somewhere, travel by car. If you must travel, I don't like it to be any number. I like it to be, keep it to your immediate household. Eat all of the mashed potatoes by yourself. That's what I'm going to do. Limit the number of people, do it outside, and wear your mask. If you go over to a friend's house, mask up the whole time you're not eating or drinking. If you're a college student, shelter in place for at least seven days once you arrive. Separation should be the norm. Avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs. Speak softer, because louder voices shouting, screaming, actually singing, spreads the virus. You can't test your way out of or into safety here. It can go on. No singing. Um, These are all people. That's all CBS, NBC. These are doctors and and anchors and and that sleazebag Jake Tapper. Let me ask you, play. Here's what you should do now. Play the compilation where they warned everybody not to do any of those things after Joe Biden won. Because, you know, going out in the street, singing, shaking hands, sharing champagne bottles sounds pretty dangerous. So I assume we have a nice compilation of these same folks warning people against that. Right. Of course. Yeah. Don't don't go. Don't go protest. You know, I'm sure that oh, no. black lives matter, but stay home. Yeah. Stay home. Be safe. Eat your. This was Katie tour that, that she, she gives me the creeps. That Katie Imagine they said, like, you guys should protest for George Floyd on Zoom. Just have a big room. Do your protest on there. That's safer. Safer. Yes. Don't shout after George Floyd was killed or Jacob Blake. Don't shout because loud voices spread the virus. I eat my, I eat my mashed potatoes at home. Yeah, by yourself. No, of course you will. Who the hell would want to be with you? And that's going to do it for me today. If you're going outside, thank you, Anna. If you are going outside, wear a mask. Don't travel this holiday season. Stay home. Cook a turkey for yourself. Eat all of the mashed potatoes by yourself. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, if you're staying inside, in the meantime, Chris Jansing picks up our coverage. After- oh, you hear what she God. just said? Make yourself a fat ass, basically. That'll help with COVID. Turn yourself into a fat <laughs> ass. All the food by yourself. Make extra gravy. Yeah, that's good for COVID. 
More. That's a new, you know what's we, we even forget this, but that's a news anchor. That's not a doctor or a health official or one of these public health hacks. That's a news anchor giving you that look. And you that. know what that woman's not going to be doing? Eating Thanksgiving alone. Well, I people are actually going to do any of this shit. She's probably got a vegan turkey. She doesn't even eat mashed potatoes. Anyway, eat at home by yourself. There, It is so true. And I know I, I'm sitting there accusing these people of be, repeating themselves and and uh, being broken records. But we're doing the same because we point out hypocrisy. And, 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 and you do that for a living. To me, it is... We know none of this is on the level because we continue to catch these people doing what they warn us against. And it's like, and 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 I want to get to John Kerry's the climate czar because. Um, Are you a big fan of that position being created out of nowhere, Jerry? Yes, I think it's very important. I mean, yeah. is there another thing that's more phony, disingenuous in public life than a guy like John Kerry, or you name it, any any of the Bill Gates or you know Barack Obama, talking about the existential threat threat of climate change, mm. and they wonder why there's no interest in the public. Like there's no concern. They, they give if you see polls of what are you concerned about the most, it's you know the economy and healthcare and you know terrorism sometimes and 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 COVID now, and nobody ever rates climate change in the top you know twenty. Unless not, nobody over the age of 25. Right. Unless you're Greta Thunberg, unless you're right. some uh, truant, some high school dropout, and you hear these things and say, oh, we're all going to die climate change. But it's like it's like what we know Gavin Newsom is a hypocrite because Gavin Newsom, we saw him on camera do all the things he warned us against. So if he gathered with, by the way, now we know that dinner at the French Laundry was 22 people and the tab was fifteen thousand dollars. Could, could you ever root for some root vote for a guy like that? You know what a hypocrite and a liar he is. This is a guy telling people that they can't have more than whatever eight people at home, and they can't be there for two hours, and they can't, you know, do anything without a mask. And he's having a dinner with twenty-two people indoors for fifteen thousand dollars. So you know one thing, without a doubt, that Gavin Newsom does not take the virus seriously does not feel like it's a threat. You know, it's all one big lie. When you listen to John Kerry talk about climate change, this is a man who has a $12 million mansion on the water, just like his buddy Barack in on Martha's Vineyard. Now they, they said, you know, we heard it from, you name it, Bernie Sanders and AOC and Greta Thunberg that we have eight to 10, eight to 12 years left on the planet, right? We're all going to die in eight years. It's growing. It's getting smaller every time. Yeah, well, they took. I think it was AOC said ten to twelve, and then Bernie said eight to nine or something. Yeah. He's old, so he he wants to move it up, move the date up. But you'll hear Kerry say that the the world is in danger and peril. We're all going to die. The world, the seas are going to rise, while he spends twelve million dollars on an oceanfront mansion. While, by the way, he flies everywhere in a private jet. Mm. So you know one thing without a doubt. One thing is that he doesn't really believe no, what he espouses. You know it's all crap from Joe from John Kerry. He's now the leading authority, the leading voice. Um, and isn't that a, a fresh, exciting choice? Why why czar? Like why is that a word that they're no. using? I mean, why not just call him an oligarch? I thought we were moving away from the Russia stuff. Couldn't you call him like a director or an emperor or something cool like <laughs> czar? Like czar. Somebody said give 
give Trump credit. He didn't have czars. He didn't want czars, you know? And I'll tell you one thing, Jared, the swamp is back, baby. Big yes. time. Like everybody on Biden's team, you just look at the resume. It's like served in the first Bush administration, like was the assistant director of the secretary of education to Ronald Reagan. Like every single person he's brought back has been a DC swamp rat for the last 40 years, has been the architects of the Iraq war. This is what liberals voted for. They voted for a warmongering douchebag who's bringing back the establishment. Congratulations. The new secretary of state, I just saw the list of things that he's been wrong about. Virtually every uh, international issue he's been wrong about. You know, obviously Iran, Russia, China. This guy has, has been wrong about everything. And now he's Secretary of State because he was a good hack serving the Obama-Biden administration. It's true. And I argued with this. I argued with Shattuck about this. He thinks that that uh, Biden's going to take care of the uh, crazy socialist wing, the 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 the, uh, the squad, and Liz Warren and Bernie. Better off with the crazy socialist wing, by the way. At least they're not evil. Bernie Sanders is a whole lot of what he is. He's a douchebag. He's a moron. Whatever. The the left, like the establishment left, is pure evil because all they care about is winning. They don't believe any of this shit. At least Bernie actually believes the crazy shit that comes out of his mouth. These establishment people, these Hillary's of the world, they're just a bunch of, you know, Goldman Sachs douchebags that are in it for themselves and enriching themselves. That's all they care about. And they just want business as usual. They want never ending war. This is what you're going to get. I feel bad for people who are for young guys, women who are just joining the military, just graduating from military academy or parents or grandparents of kids heading into the military, because there's those kids, I think, meant something to Trump. He avoided the endless wars. He tried to end them. You know, he's still trying. And you That's know, the policy president of my lifetime, Jerry, without a doubt, without a doubt, his goal was to, you know, make peace. Biden will, as like all these entrenched swamp creatures, he will vote for endless wars. His friends in the military industrial complex were thrilled. I think there's no chance that we're out of the Middle East. There's Look no at us. We're pacifists now. Look at us, Jerry. I know. Well, I, I told this to Reamer when um, Trump was elected and he was being accused. Oh, he'll start wars. Remember all the usual suspects yeah. on the left said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, if he does, I'm going to meet you in Harvard Square. I'm going to dye my hair purple and I'm going to join the resistance. I will protest any foreign war in the Middle East or Afghanistan or any escalation. And I was ready to. But he didn't do it. Biden will. Biden remember, will. Um, remember we were in a war with Iran, Jerry, about a year ago? After right, we that's true. Romani? I mean, this is what Trump has done in his foreign policy. He brought peace between countries in the Middle East that have hated each other for decades, and we never thought that they could get along. The media didn't cover it. They didn't talk about any of that because he tweeted something out inappropriate that day, so they covered that instead. Uh, and he also killed... Suleimani, one of the most, uh, a guy who's killed hundreds, if not thousands of Americans. And all we heard about was, we're going to war with Iran. What happened? Nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing. Uh, Trump has called their bluff time after time after time, and they've gotten them to back down. And I mean, he gets no credit for that, but he should. And when's the last time some terrorist has, you know, blown up something in, in this country or shot up a mall? I mean, it's it happens, but we haven't seen. I mean, not talking about nine eleven. I'm just saying, we have. Uh, maybe it's the borders are, are uh, uh, shut down to some some extent, or maybe it's, you know, he's blowing them up over there so they don't come blow us up over here. But we have not been under siege by Muslim terrorists under uh, Trump. I'm afraid all those things they're going to revert to the Obama years where we were in these endless wars, and and half the time, you know, we when Obama was. 
was uh, droning uh, weddings and, uh, you know, handing uh, billions to the mullahs in Iran and all these disastrous foreign policies, we're going to jump right back in. On top of that, of course, the Paris Climate Accords. Tom Cotton tweet, had the best tweet yesterday. He said, John Kerry is back to what he wants, that will be back to live in the way he wants to live, staying in luxurious Central European hotels and giving away uh, hundreds of millions of uh, American taxpayer dollars to to our enemies. That's his goal. That's what he will do. But in order to be a climate czar, you have to. There's one thing you have to be above all others. You have to be full of it. You have to be able to look in the camera and lie and think that the world's going to end in eight years. And you know, think that your twelve million dollar mansion in Martha's Vineyard is going to be washed out to the sea. But they know that's not true. If they thought it was true, they wouldn't buy those houses. If they thought it was true, they wouldn't fly in private jets. I, I say this all the time. I got a niece and a nephew who are uh, very much into uh, conservation or you know the earth, the environment, and they don't do any of those things. My 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 nephew like uh, composts. He makes his own clothes. You know, he makes his own food. He doesn't do anything excessive. He doesn't. You know, drive if he doesn't have to drive. He's very much uh, uh, a man of his word. John Kerry's the opposite. John Kerry, if you do what Kerry does, you don't believe the world is ending and 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 climate change is an existential threat. And yet he's the czar of it. You know who should be the czar of it? The person Me. who you. Yeah. You you should be the climate czar. You should be the climate. Yeah. Be the climate czar. My first speech will say it's all crap. That's it. That's what you're going to do for four years. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's going to rain today. And I'm never going to Prague. You know, I'm never going to stay in uh, in Paris. I'm going to stay home and tell people, you know, the basics, you know, don't litter, you know, don't uh, pollute the rivers. Let's keep the Boston Harbor clean. All those important things that we have done. I'm not going to tell them you can't drive an SUV or use a plastic bag because that's all crap. But anyway, now we know. John Kerry is going to be in the cabinet. He's got he's he's 77 years old. His face has fallen off, but he's back and riding high. He's back in the in on, on the horse, and, and God bless him. He's got the most pointless, meaningless position. Is this a cabinet position? Does he have to get Senate confirmation? No, I don't know. It's a good question. It's a very good question. You just added them and just say, yeah, screw it. We're just going to start making the government bigger because you know <laughs> you know we have a whole department of you know, uh, Department of who, who actually what, what department currently does climate change? Department of Energy? Who? NSA, I believe, it's National Security. There, well, there, was a video, there was a video going around yesterday, and it was uh, Kerry and Kasich, Kasich, and uh, and the woman who was leading like the seminar or whatever the hell it was asked, should they create? Should the administration create a new climate position? And John Kerry was like, I, I don't know if they should. I don't know if that's the right move. And Kasich was like, they absolutely should create that position for you, John Kerry. Oh, and, 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 it is funny because they are so in a, to be a elected official, you have to buy into the, you know, the whole the whole religion of it, the whole cult, and say, Oh yeah, we must do something. And yet when you stop and think about it, you go, the guys who are, you know, the climate czars and the guys who talk the most about it and express concern the most, they're the ones who A fly in the private jets live in the houses on the water and B C never say a word about China or India, you know, never make a real uh, challenge or a stern warning to China saying, 
you know, you're the one causing all this. Oh, so you like the Pope, basically. Right, the Pope. They're like the Pope. Okay. They're like the Pope. So if you really cared about China, about climate change, you know what you would do? You would say we should attack China. And I'm not kidding. Or India. Because if they don't stop polluting, we're all going to die, right? I always said that. We got to start declaring war in these countries. It's an existential threat, Jerry. Exactly. If it is an existential threat, that means it's going to kill us all. More importantly, it's a racial justice issue. Oh, good point. Racial, racial everything. Racial, economic justice, that's important. And everyone will think, no one will dare say, why do we need a climate change czar? And if we're going to have one, why is it this this phony? Why why is it this guy living in the uh, the mansion with all the private planes and the yachts? Why would guy who's by the way been in politics forever and we're allegedly in a crisis because our government has failed in this regard to stop it? So let's just bring the guy who's been in the government since the beginning of time and he'll fix it. That's so true that- because Obama said in 2004 that if we elected him, the oceans would recede. That that was to me the single most narcissistic thing of politics. If you elect him, the oceans will recede. Low tide Obama. That's what they call him. It's all <laughs> low tide, baby. And if, can you mind, I understand that why he's saying it, because there's so many stupid people. Do you think someone ever voted for him and said, you know what? We have to vote for him because I don't want the oceans to recede. But Has there been, there anybody that's voted, not in a primary, but in a general election on the issue of climate change? Anybody? No, no. I mean, yes, but not many. Some, some. Yeah, I can understand because the AOC people are big into that, so I can picture them all voting for her for that. But once you get to the primary, it's a republic. I mean, a general, it's a Republican against a Democrat. Right. There's a single person on earth. It's like you know what? Top three issues for me: climate, climate, climate. Well, it's like what wasn't that? Tom Steyer, that that billionaire fool that get threw all his money away in the in the primaries. All he talked about was the climate change, existential threat. And you go, if we did everything like AOC wanted, refit every building, spent $100 trillion, China and India and Africa, they still do what the hell they want, right? Yeah. So how does it, what does it matter? It's just it so silly. But Joe, we have to lead by example, Jerry. We have to lead. Oh, and then- so if we do it, you know, like, you know, Zimbabwe or, or uh, you know, whatever, Liechtenstein will say, you know what? They just refitted. They just spent $100 trillion. We should do the same. You know, know what the Chinese did to us for a minute, Jerry. They made I, I think about that. They sent it to us. They destroyed our economy. They got valuable intel to know exactly what the Americans will do in a crisis, which is hide, literally. And they've been up and running for months. Okay. I mean, what a brilliant. We need leaders like the Red Chinese. That's what we you, need, you, Jerry. We you need left one thing them. out. Aiden, you left one thing out. China. And, and they got Joe Biden elected. They, they got did. The guy elected. They got. They removed Donald Trump, who was an impediment. And they got the the Biden family, Hunter and Jim and Joe Biden, elected. It was the most ingenious thing. It's pure evil. But they released the virus. They sh- locked down their country, but they let it go overseas. They wipe out millions, including a quarter of a million Americans, destroy our economy, and get uh, uh, remove that. That 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 president that they don't like it was, I mean, it's so it's pure evil. But you almost got to respect it, right? No, I do. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. We need leadership like the Red Chinese. Can we start studying their ways? I mean, it's it, it's clearly working. It's effective. They make a lot. They make great iPads. I mean, they, they, the NBA seems to like go, going over there. Maybe we should emulate them. No, in this day and age, they have concentration camps, and no one does anything about it. No one says anything about it. They still we have concentration camps too. They're in Arizona, Jerry. Oh, that's right. We got kids in cages, but they have 
They have, you know, the Pope sings their praises. The the new American president does. The American media, the uh, big tech, roll over for them. Mike Bloomberg does. He's like a trained puppy for the uh, red Chinese. It is amazing. You are right. We we should tip our caps. They are pure evil, but they have what they've done is just ingenious. What they've done, they've taken taken over the world. Got rid of Trump. Got, Without telling anybody, just they quietly did it. They just all it took was one virus. They just whipped well, it up in yeah. the lab and sent it on over here. And which you know what they're going to do it again. This one worked so well. Why wouldn't you do it again? And oh, because they they got Biden now. They're good. Ten, I know, but I'm saying 10, 15, 20 years. When I'm, yeah, I'm now they know that like the most valuable thing they learned from this, Jerry, is the intel about how Americans will react to this. Because that's what they really wanted to find out. Is like, what will Americans do if they get confronted with a virus with a 99.9% recovery rate? Now they know. Now they're thinking, ooh, what if it's like 98.5? <laughs> what, what if it actually affects people? Yeah under 80 or under 400 pounds or what if we come up with a virus that transmits within eight feet not six whoa whoa (laughs) game over what what if we come up with a virus that transmits with fist bumps not just with handshakes yeah jerry the possibility what if it it goes in your ear and you have to cover your ears or your eyes or you know like your you know other orifices (laughs) or we have to lock down the army they must be sitting back laughing, say, wait, this has a 99.9% survival rate for people under you know, 60, and they don't go to school, and they canceled you know, everything? You know what our problem is, Jerry, in America? We value life too much over here. It's like we, we have this thing right. where Cuomo said, no, not a single person can die. The Chinese heard that. They're like, oh, yeah? Okay, uh, good. Now we know that they will, they will not let anybody die. The Chinese will. They will go to school. They will do what they need to do. They will advance. They're not stopping their economy and their advancement simply because somebody might die. We do. That's I think I mean you have to amend that statement. We we allow we don't want anyone after you know who out once they're out of the womb to die. You're talking about Andrew oh. Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo lit up the state capitol in pink the day he passed a law legalizing abortion in the fourth trimester. So that that you know that I would I would amend that a little bit. They don't they don't value all life. Um after a fourth trimester if the and, and Andrew Cuomo, well, let's get to Andrew Cuomo because this is amazing. And we are going to talk to uh, Janice Dean, who I love, who's going to haunt Andrew Cuomo's dreams. And and I'm starting to think he might want to, you know, like have her eliminated because he's evil. He is an evil man. But there's never been a bigger disconnect between the media, you know, and the beautiful people, particularly in New York, and reality than with the case of Andrew Cuomo, who's the single worst governor, the worst politician through this uh pandemic no one has been exposed like andrew cuomo Cuomo, nobody um we all know the story well i should say we all know it you know it i know it anyone who's paying attention knows it but you know i'm sure it's never really been covered in the new york times or nbc or cnn they still think he's wonderful they still think he's dreamy they talk call him the love gov and talk about him you know dating chelsea handler he took at least six thousand coronavirus patients put them in nursing homes when he could have put them on the comfort ship or in the Javits Center, he chose, he signed the order to put them in nursing homes. At least 12,000 died as a result. He killed, you know, indirectly, 12,000 of our most vulnerable senior citizens. He has never taken uh, the blame for it. He's never taken responsibility. He's never apologized. He blames everyone else. He blames... 
He won an Emmy, Jerry, an Emmy. And he wrote a book about how to solve the coronavirus. If you don't want to die, you shouldn't eat. You, should, you don't want to get fat, you shouldn't eat cheesecake. That's Is that one saying. of those Emmys where you, you have to pay to even get on the nomination list? No, but, but I heard from Janice Dean that he had to nominate himself. So he had to take like videos of himself doing press conferences in April and May and send them to the you know committee. But then if you want to get nauseous, watch some of the celebrities, Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone. They've made videos congratulating him. Ben Stiller. You're right. He wrote a book. He won an Emmy. He continues to take a bow, take credit. And I'll say this, even if he didn't put uh, coronavirus patients in nursing homes, he still had among the highest uh, death rate in the world. He still would have among the highest death rates in the world. Um, he still did an awful job of uh, managing this crisis. It would still be really insens- insensitive, wouldn't it be, to um, to write a book, go on a book tour, do a little Q and A with Billy Joel, have a little uh, you know Zoom time with De Niro, and um, and and accept an Emmy. If you didn't kill all those seniors, that would still be really insensitive, right? And tone deaf. Yeah, I mean. It- it's like uh, doing a tour about how to win the Super Bowl when you're six and ten, <laughs> right. and then then you go and you know you lose four more games promptly after that. That would be the equivalent of this. He's and he's like, I mean, he's just the worst. And I can't imagine Janice Dean lost her in-laws, and she's been great. She's been vocal, but we're you're talking tens of thousands of people who lost parents, grandparents, relatives, friends because of this guy's actions. And he spits in their face every day. I mean, every day he's out there laughing with his brother. You didn't know? Did you not read the data? Well, you should. You should probably read it, Jerry. You didn't know? Oh, he's such a freaking douchebag when you hear that voice, Mr. Tough Guy. I mean, he's, uh, I've never wanted to punch a well, guy more than that guy. But- just this oh, to me. Thing he's a Cuomo, like the Cuomos should just have a spinoff where they go around collecting gambling debts in Long Island somewhere from people who owe. You know, I, I don't know why this didn't hit me yesterday because I obviously we know we we have our opinions of the job Andrew Cuomo is doing, but the actual Emmy that's not for <laughs> what he's done. It's for how he's used television. Like you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Like it's not yeah. it's not his. Yeah. Act, he's obviously a fucking fraud. But I just mean they're giving this guy an award because of how he used television during a pandemic like and, that. and and they showed some of the uh, video i saw it that when and when you know he got his award virtually obviously they showed some of the press conferences which we all saw in uh in uh, uh april may before we knew what a what a monster he was even i said the guy's pretty good on this you know in these press conferences yeah, pretty you're welcome. you were you were all about it and you were about fauci too i'm not going to forget that you take a lot of credit for the brady thing but well, everybody was Everybody was in on Fauci at first. I didn't know what a phony he was. Did you? I mean, he looked like a phony. I mean, I, I was never that impressed by him. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he seemed like a swamp rat from That's the end. Nonsense. Early on, everybody was all in on Fauci. Everybody. The, the, the total, the total deaths is thirty-four thousand seventy-six in New York. Jerry, one of our first podcasts on there. You, I didn't know who Fauci was. You had to tell me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so you blaming me because I. Because I like the guy. You didn't even know who he was. He meant nothing to me. He's never meant anything to me. I have no idea. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> he's. I can't take it anymore. Not the fact that he's wrong. Is that he's on TV constantly. And he's such a, a publicity hog. 
and he says the same friggin' thing. He, you watch today. He'll be on some TV show today saying, "Give wash your hands and don't and social distance and avoid crowds." And you're going, how many times do I have to hear this guy? Does he ever work? Does yeah, he, ever he's not, he says he's not in favor of a lockdown. Uh, which is hard to believe. I think uh, yes, I think so if right. Biden locks it down, he'll be all in. He's a he's a swamp rat like anyone else. He's a uh, you know a, a politician, and he'll be all in on on Biden. You watch. Is not going to go the same. There's going to be a lot more pushback, Jerry. We're seeing videos of it from like Buffalo, from New Jersey. There's people that are not putting up. There's going to be more Dave Blondins of the world who are just going to be like, nah, not doing it this I, time. I hope so. It is as somebody said when those women confronted Phil Murphy in New Jersey. They said this is for those gym owners that he destroyed. Phil Murphy put those gym owners out of business and 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 destroyed their lives. Uh, the guy with the long beard. That are they out of business? Are they, are they done? I think they're hanging in there, but they're not going to. They're, they're you know these these governors. They're vindictive. They're vicious, and they're going to try to ruin them. And they've cost them you know their life savings. And these women just looked at Phil Murphy and said, "You." dick you know spoke for everybody and he was having dinner not social distancing breathing all over everybody another absolute hypocrite but you know nobody can hold a candle to to cuomo not even newsom not even baker cuomo announced yesterday i believe early yesterday that he was going to have thanksgiving dinner with his 89 year old mother and his daughters he's got three daughters who are kennedy's i guess from his ex-wife when um and he said, yeah, I'm going to have dinner. And people immediately were like, what are you talking about? You keep telling us mm-hmm. we can't we can't have time, uh, have dinner with our families or our elderly relatives. And the, and the blowback was so much that Cuomo canceled the plans and said no. I mean, he'll still do it. But publicly, he said he will not meet or be or sit with his uh, 89-year-old mother. Too dangerous. But he's he's in this little bubble where he you know and he's such a celebrity whore, such a a publicity whore that he talks to these people. He did a Q and A with Billy Joel. He heard from De Niro and Sharon Stone and Ben Stiller, congratulating him on his um on his Emmy. He lives in such a bubble that he really thinks that you know Janice Dean is an outlier. Like there aren't any real critics out there because he's amazing. He's Andrew Cuomo. That's what happened at that press conference. One guy dared to step out of line and say, that guy from Wall Street Journal, and say, you know, you're wrong. Schools are canceled. And Cuomo couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like, oh, mean to say that this is unprecedented. Right. Speak to the, this is dangerous, Jerry, that coming, attacking the media. There's lives on the line. We're, we're <laughs> struggling to survive over here. This, they're delegitimizing the media. They are licking it up, Jerry. They're down on all fours, licking it up already. The things that they're writing about, oh, Thank God we're back to normalcy. This is good. These are the, the reach across the aisle. That, there's going to be no tough questions. And every time you do ask a Democrat like Biden or like Cuomo a tough question, they challenge you to a push-up competition. They yell at you, and then you get away with it. I I, I, I can't help it. This is going to be, um, I don't want to say fun, but it's going to be interesting. Well, you and I are part of the resistance now, and we get to watch this bumbling old fool in the White House, and he's not going to do a lot of real press briefings. He's going to come out. They're going to lick between his toes and, and stroke that shaft, and and it's going to be all on the same team. But he has to do a, a State of the Union address. Occasionally, he has to do a, a press conference, and he's already you know losing his way. He's already you know not well. 
it's going to be wild. And if he, I don't know how it works. I mean, the 25th Amendment, we heard a lot about. But does anyone think he can make it four years, four years without being coming, you know, unfit for the for the job? I mean, it's the it's the hardest job in the world. We say it all. If he has a if he has a mental decline, Jerry, they will do whatever they can to hide it and keep him him in the presidency because they know and we know that Kamala Harris is is not does not have the broad appeal that Joe Biden can get. She's very not likable. And if they make her president in the next four years, the Republicans will take back the white house in 2024. It's and it's, it's going to be sad for some people. And, you know, people like us will say, you know, we warned you, this is guys not fit for the office, but I ask this question all the time. And I think about it all the time is what job could Joe Biden apply for now at age 78 in the mental state of mental decline he's in and and be qualified for and do and do well what job could he could he work for turtle boy could he uh you know could he oh. work at target could he work could he work for amazon could he sell insurance could he, he could be like a greeter at walmart i guess bagger do they still have elderly no, bagger? no this isn't uh your it's favorite movie. yeah um uh, what the hell did the andy dufresne movie why am i drawing a line on it he wouldn't be the guy that just got out of jail bagging that's too much work <laughs> There's a lot of pressure doing That'd that. Red. Yeah, you're right. So stick to the greeter. He could do the greeter job. But but he couldn't literally. I mean, this is no joke. There's no joke. He could not do any. He couldn't be a teacher. He couldn't be a fireman. He couldn't be a a, a carpenter, a roofer. He couldn't be a you know whatever an account accountant. There's no job that someone listening to us right now that that they do that that Biden could do unless it's a security guard. But even that. If you're a night watchman, you you have to stay awake. I used to, I did that one summer, and on third shift, it's not easy. You got to stay awake. He could never do that. There's not any job he couldn't work at McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts. You would never hire him. You'd say he's just, just it's over. Time to go to Florida, take walks. You know, uh, maybe you know, play golf. But he's he's not fit for any basic menial job. And yet he's got the hardest job in the world. This is madness. This is madness. And I understand people hated Trump and didn't want Trump. But why did they pick a old man who was no longer lucid? It just seems so crazy to me when you stop and think about it. They know everybody else in their party is so unlikable. And they're like, you know what, Biden? Okay, he'll like he'll do. He'll be he'll get us over the top. No, and I was wrong about Biden. I, I voted for Biden in the primary because I thought that like he was it was going to be hilarious. Like this guy's going to have a mental breakdown. It's going to be awesome to watch. Trump's going to cruise to victory. And then coronavirus happened, and uh, turned out to be wrong about that. And I feel <laughs> I wish it was Bernie. Now, can we take that back? Can we get Bernie? Back? I'm, I'm, I, no, I think we're going to enjoy this. And again, I don't want to see a guy just completely declined. Dementia is not funny, but the people who kind of funny, it's kind of funny for Joe Biden. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he just, you know, if his teeth fall out or he wets his pants, I, I'll have a good chuckle. But if he literally loses grip on reality, it's going to be scary. That guy has the nuclear codes or at least, you know, Jill Biden has the nuclear codes. Dr. Jill has the nuclear codes. She's kind of good looking. She's kind of good looking. Don't you think? For just, a just, no, no, I can't stand her. Um, I can't stand her either, but she, she is cruel. She should, she knows her husband should not be president. She knows that two of them should be at one of their oceanfront mansions that the Chinese bought them walking the beach with their dog, holding hands, maybe thinking of getting an ice cream later, maybe watching 
prices right later and then hitting the, hitting the you know, hitting the sack you early. Just what it's, Joe Biden could do, Jerry. What you do when you're 78, Turtle Boy? You don't run the world. You there's don't. one thing. There's one thing Joe Biden can do very well to make a living. That's take 10% to the big guy. That's his expertise. 10% to the big guy. Just keep the checks coming in. He'll be good. 10% when he was vice president was millions. Can you imagine what it's going to be when he's president? At he's, least. At least. He's going to make a fortune. All right. We got to get to this uh, HBO show quickly because, you know, I think when you and I are done talking about it, we're going to be in trouble. I have a feeling. I've been there. Didn't you lose a job for this or something? I did lose a job for that, but you knew that. Let me talk about Shea Concrete first. Let me talk about Shea Concrete building you a building, Turtle Boy. You need to build like the Turtle Boy headquarters, a precast concrete building. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. Could use Turnboy. Right. Yeah, I could use headquarters. All right, this show, get ready. I'm just predicting. I'm, I'm going to unroll my predictions. I predicted uh, Tom Brady go to Tampa. I predicted he would have a good September and October, and he would struggle in November, December. Um, so far, I'm right. I predicted uh, uh, Joe Biden would uh, win the presence. No, I didn't. Anyway, um, I predicted Andrew Cuomo would win an Emmy because he was amazing. This um, is going to be the next big thing in the culture war because that cuties, the show, uh, Nick, uh, the show uh, Netflix had cuties of, you know, 11 year old girls shaking their booties. It was obscene. It was a big deal for uh, in the culture war. There was a lot of people upset about it. It was obscene. It really was. But this, yeah, not good. Not good. this is much, much, much worse. This is HBO. HBO is a show. It's called Transhood, and it's about you know, four-year-olds transitioning. And the scene that we looked at, we watched yesterday, we talked about a little bit, was in a church, an alleged church, up on the altar with these big women, these big, hefty uh, mothers. And they put this poor child, this poor four-year-old on the spot, give her a mic, and she's supposed to tell the flock there, the congregation, what gender she's chosen. <laughs> she's four. And she just goes, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you, you can play it again, Dave, but it's she didn't not. Know what she didn't know what Good morning. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate 
anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. Okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. These? No, not Phoenix. I would like to. I would like to point this out. Not Phoenix. Phoenix is a boy, clearly, right? It's a boy. I think so. I mean, if, if, you know, what fun would it be if she were a girl? There's these these people. They they want the child to transition and they want to celebrate it because they're sick, evil people. And as uh, I think it was Matt Walsh said, if this if we were a just society, a civil society, the next scene would be the door opening and a bunch of troopers, state troopers or local cops coming in and arresting these awful adults, these evil adults who are absolutely abusing this poor child. I mean, let's be honest, that's child abuse. They show Phoenix with her sibling, Lotus, and you're not sure what Lotus is either, but the, the, it's one thing to have a couple of sickos like these two Zoptic women up on the altar, but then they show the, the, the pews of the crowd to, and there's a bunch of adults. No, it's, and I'd like to point out, Jerry, it's mostly women in that audience. But there's some old guys. I don't know if they're grandparents or what. There's a few old guys. And maybe they're... Yeah, a couple of Bidens of the world that don't even know where they are or what's <laughs> going on. They're just in there for the ride. No self-respecting man is going to stand there and be like, yep, I accept this. No. no, no what no, self-respecting no. woman is doing it? It's insane. Even if it makes you feel good. You know it's not healthy for that child. You know in your heart what you're doing to that child is cruel, and they do it anyway. But the but here's the most insane part, Turtle Boy is HBO is is uh, making a show out of it and 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 showing it to the world, and um, I guess uh, presenting it as some a uh, virtuous thing, and we're supposed to celebrate it. In that is the biggest dis disconnect I've ever seen. Like they think their audience is going to watch that and say. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. What, what percentage of the world looks at that and be like, this is great. I mean, if you polled the American people and said, do you think it's okay for a, put a three-year-old on the spot right that right there in front of a church and get the, you know, the boy to say he's a girl, do you think that's healthy? Do you think that's a good thing? What percent of the population, Jerry, do you think would say that's, that's wonderful? That's I would great. say one, two percent, about so the same as, about the same as the amount of people who think John Oliver is funny. So I guess HBO has their niche audience, but even if you're in that frame of mind where you think, you know, gender's a social construct and all that crap, why can't you wait? This this child, this child isn't even capable of, talking into a microphone she's like doesn't know how to and they're telling her you have to decide whether you're a boy or a girl and, the, and the, as matt walsh always says and it's really the, the perfect trump card for this is just say okay what's a girl define girl and they cannot it is it is well, the no, i think their definition i've heard him say it would be person who says they're a girl a person so what are they saying they are what are you saying you are then what person says she identifies as a girl as a what what's a girl but you if, a child, if this child were raised differently, 
would she still, uh, he, she, I guess she's now she, her pronouns are she and her, would she still be a girl if she were raised, you know, by two people you know, like, like you and Mrs. Turtle Boy? Of yeah. course not. It's just the will of the, of this, this woman, the mom, I guess, or the, whatever she is, priestess upon step on the altar. It's just, it's just madness. Is she and I'm ready for the emails. They're about to get Jerry. That's a good question. Yes, I think they are. I think they're okay. used to them. Used to I feel all. like the tide is turning because I, you know, I don't know how many people were on my side. I know my, my co-hosts were, we were just discussing it the way we're doing it now, but there can't be a whole lot of people who think it's wrong to call out these parents. Obviously, obviously nobody's calling out the child. The child is four. This child is not capable of this. What these parents are doing, and it's not just Matt Walsh. This thing has gone viral. This thing is yeah. going to be an issue on every show, on every talk show, on TV, on radio, on podcasts. And the people are going to want to know more about this cult, don't you think, now that they're now they're they're famous, they're on HBO. It's called liberalism, Jerry. That's the cult. <laughs> this is liberalism. This is literally it. And like I said, all you have to do is say, what is a woman? They cannot do it because ultimately at the end of the day, you say, well, it's somebody who, you know, you just identify as a woman. Okay. Well, what are you identifying as? What does that mean? What are you identifying as? What define, like, what are you defining yourself as? What makes you a woman? Um, and ultimately at the end of the day, where this ends up is you just, they have to say a woman is a person with female body parts. That's what you are identifying as. And ultimately, but, but you that. I, I think that's beside the point because you're dealing with adults when you're doing that. This, yeah, is, this is a four-year-old, a four-year-old. You have had a four-year-old recently. Yes. You're a four-year-old capable of even understanding what gender is, you know, what, genitalia are i mean they, they're not they're, I, I think they understand genitalia yeah is uh yeah one sits down on the potty the other doesn't that's not understanding him do they know what you know reproduct i mean whatever we're not no, getting, i don't think they all agree it's insane yeah. it's a four-year-old can't like stay seating to eat dinner for christ's sake you know what i mean like they, there's no <laughs> there's a lot of things she can't do this is this would be one of them let's put it that way Side, you know, you ask your four-year-old today, ask her, Dave, say, do you want to be a boy or a girl? I'm going say, I'll tape say, it. I want to be a, you know, a, a bird, you know, I want to be a, a ninja. I want to be a, an astronaut. I mean, they don't, they, they, the idea that you get to pick. Right now she wants to be Elsa from Frozen. That's where, that's what she would have said on that mic. Yes. Yes. She gets yeah. to choose. Then let's respect that. Everybody, she wants to be Elsa from Frozen. So we all get she's to a frozen. She's a frozen ice queen as of today. That's what she is. All right. Well, this ain't going away. Get ready for it. I wish I had HBO so I could cancel it, but I already canceled it because I hate. I don't. I never watched yeah, it. Yeah, I got rid of HBO about four years ago. There's nothing worth it on there. Uh, and like, I still flip by it. And I never regret it. I see. I don't see. It's not worth the money. It's and it's got nothing to do with this. And I just uh, there's just too many other choices out there. But I got a feeling that Tucker will be on this and Laura will be on this and. It'll be get bigger before it goes away, and you know HBO will either have to stop showing you this show, or uh, you know, or just accept that people are gonna rise up and 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 cancel. I mean, it's already a, a trending thing, isn't it? Cancel HBO or something? Yeah. But Hashtag. Is anybody actually gonna do that? There was cancel Netflix too. I like Netflix too much to get rid of it. It's like NFL. <laughs> Not get rid of Netflix. Sorry. 
Yeah, I'm with you. But I did get rid of HBO and because because I think because John Oliver annoyed me. It's not day. worth it because there's nothing worth paying. Like now that the Sopranos in the wire aren't coming. They're not walking through right. that door. So what's, right. what are you paying for? Bill Maher? Oh, damn it. I forgot to write on my list. We didn't get to your guy. Let's do it quick to get to your guy. This, I'm kind of disappointed in Turtle Boy. I got to be honest because there was mm-hmm. an, uh, an elderly gentleman in oh. a walking trail in Ashburn. Where is Ashburnham? Ashburnham, yeah on a trail in the woods and he snapped when he saw a couple of women walking near him without masks. Correct. So he spit at them. Yeah. He walked by them first. Like it was over. He, they were just sitting there apparently drinking water. So they took their mask off to drink water outside and he was walking. He could not accept the fact that they would not submit to his cult and he had left, he had left. And then you see the point where he turns around and he's like, Nah, screw this. They don't get to do that. No, 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 no. You must be in the cult. And I'm going to show you what you're going to do, why you must be in the cult. I'm going to spit at you and tell you I have COVID. Then you're going to feel stupid, huh? Then I bet you wish you had a mask on. You posted this and I said, Turtle Boy will have the guy's identity in five minutes. Because that's the, like the other media outlets have put it out too. He has to, somebody has to know I him, right? I don't, care, I don't care about other media outlets. This is your job. This, this is your job. Uh, let me check the inbox, Jerry. I haven't gone through I'm, the inbox yet. I'm really disappointed in you, Turtle Boy. I thought we'd have identified. I thought you would have doxed him by now. <laughs> Give me. I haven't checked the inbox. I was busy last but night. Tell me this. Where's his mask? We've seen the video. Where's he his had it on him when he first walks by? It's like all over him. And then he takes it off to like prove a point. Like, see, I'm going to give you COVID. I'm going to spit on you. That'll teach you, huh? But and you is there a, are the police looking for him? Is there a warrant for his arrest? They are looking for him. Um how but, hard can be identified? He's got to live near there. He's got to use that trail regularly. You get to see him, hear him. How hard could this be? Get on it, Turtle Boy. But I do this all the time, talk about it all the time. I run and walk in the city all the time, and it gets worse every day. Nobody spits on me, but they look away. They cover their face. They walk. One guy ran into the trees one day, like into the woods next to the trail, because he saw me coming without my mask. But I'm sorry. I'm not wearing a mask running. It's just insane by myself. I'm not within six feet of anybody, but this, this cult is out of control and uh, they are, it's going to get worse before it gets better. There's going to be more people like this. We're already seen it. People who flip out on others for, for not wearing a mask, whether they're riding a bike or walking. Imagine thinking six months ago, thinking if you're walking in a trail in the woods with the breeze and the sun and just, and no one near you that you're supposed to wear a mask. I won't do it. It would six months ago. We said, "What are you nuts?" But I feel I like the only thing I have developed is like a close relationship, almost like a kinship with everybody you see who isn't wearing a mask. You're like, "That's my kind of guy, right?" I, right. You feel some relief. There's a sort of a normal person there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking in a grocery store. I'm not looking for a fight like a, and a, yeah. like Aubrey Huff. I'm talking about out on a trail, you know, along a river. You know, I, I'd run along the waterfront yeah, at a protest in Roxbury, you know, something like that. Very clear who's on our side. Like every time you see a confrontation between Trump supporters and Biden people, or whatever, you know who the Trump's people are. They're the ones without the masks. It's very easy to tell. Good point. All right. Um, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You're having a big family gathering, right? Super spreader. Like 30, 40 people. Yeah, right? We're staying loud, very loud. Staying inside, right? Don't go outside. Stay inside. inside. No, the windows. Inject it into my veins, the droplets. Use the same utensils. Everyone use the same. Pass a bottle of a wine around the table and share it. Um, do all those things, correct? Yeah, Corona-flavored gravy, Jerry. Just hook it up. Throw it all over the stuff. Because you're a rebel. Yeah. All right. Um, 
all kidding aside, stay safe, turtle boy. Wash your hands. Keep your distance. You know, stay home like like Katie Turr and eat your mashed potatoes alone. See, open, I'm, open the windows, please. please there's a uh, there's a uh, tweet from Blabalon B that says Libertarian is frustrated because he wants to have a big gathering on Thanksgiving, but he doesn't have any friends. That's the way I feel. I want to break the law. I want to have a big gathering, but I don't have enough friends or family members. So I'm going to have a small, quaint Thanksgiving. But damn it, we're going to keep the windows closed and uh, we're going to share utensils. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving without high school football, without road races, without big parties. But uh, and, and in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, they close the liquor stores on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, which is also known as drinking night across America. So everyone's going to get to the package stores early or get to the package stores today. Like it's going to stop anyone from drinking. Was that, was that the health inspector that snuck her mom out of the nursing home? Yeah, that's the one. That, that, uh, put it this way. She's a, big, she's a big fan of the new show on HBO. Snuck her mom out in the dark of the night, put her in a hotel, and then put coronavirus patients in the nursing home, wiped out the wing that she was living in. But her mom, who's like 95, is fine. But the mom, she's fine physically, but mentally, emotionally, she still has to look at her uh, child and say, yeah, that's my kid. Anyway, thanks, Turtle Boy. We will talk to you uh, next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Likewise. And uh, thanks to uh, Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU. And thanks to everybody for listening and subscribing. Please, if you could subscribe, leave us a review. Anything else, call an A. Nope. Got to get out of here. We got to tape an interview. So we got to go. Right, we're going we're gonna to talk to uh, the great Janice Dean. We'll have that for you uh, another day soon. But uh, thanks for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. Talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.